The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere. And it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Marinak. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Marinak. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinak, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers, and even supply chain. Now, today's guest and his company are doing some cutting-edge things in the way of environmentally friendly additives to plastics that have the potential to turn the industry on its ear, seriously. ECM Biofilms is a manufacturing company founded in 1998, which is dedicated to developing and revolutionizing the plastics market by offering an additive to standard plastic resins, making them biodegradable. These biodegradable plastic products are environmentally are priced competitively with and have the same mechanical characteristics as traditional non-degradable products. The revolutionary additive, additive technology, when combined as a 1% load to the most widely used plastic resins, renders the finished plastic products biodegradable while maintaining their other desired characteristics. The potential uses of this technology are limited only by the imagination. Now, ECM's mission is to constantly provide the best possible value to its customers and suppliers while dedicating efforts towards eliminating disposal and environmental issues surrounding the plastics industry. Here to tell us more, ECM Biofilms is Robert Sinclair, President and CEO. Bob Sinclair, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's, it's interesting. You know, I don't think we've, um, it, you know, realized that until we were really putting the show together, you're in Painesville. I'm on the sort of polar opposite side of Cleveland uh, in Avon. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just over the holidays, I was out to see relatives in uh, Menor, Menor on the lake. Um, and so I was, I was, you know, and I, I must have missed that, that uh, Christmas Eve invite. Uh, I must have missed that in the, in the mail because we would have been there, Bob. We would have been there. Well, that's great. I, I was actually from the west side originally over in Fairview Park. Sure, sure. That's, that's our old stopping grounds. That is, uh, it's a small world. How about that? Absolutely. Now, Bob, we've followed your company for quite some time now, and what I'd like to do is kind of clear the deck and let you and you tell our listeners, with my help, of course, what ECM Biofilms makes and what makes it so special and unique. And then we'll kind of get into some other things regarding, you know, how the additive is used, 
the maximum benefit you know for that additive and different products that it can be and should be possibly used with and then finally i'd like you to really tell us about the battles you guys have had with the the various regulatory agencies like the FTC, because I know it's been an uproad uh, haul for you guys, but you, you know what? Tiny but mighty, you guys are just slinging it, and I love it because it's a great story, and I think it has really, really great potential. Does that sound okay? Well, thank you very much. That sounds great. Now, ECM makes additives that can be added to products that make them biodegrade, whether in a landfill or a backyard composter. It, help me understand. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Oh, that's that's correct. Absolutely, and it doesn't even. It, it could be you know just uh, on the side of the road or wherever it would end up. And again, it's something that is made. Um, so this additive is added in the manufacturing process when somebody's making a plastic product, whether it's blow molded or um, thermoformed or whatever. But there's an additive that goes in there. And that's what you guys, that's your secret sauce, if you will. Um, but it's that that really kind of makes the product, you know, when you throw it away in a landfill or, like you said, on the side of the road or litter, for that matter, it will biodegrade. That's correct. Um, as you know, uh, plastics uh, are hard resin pellets uh, that will go through um, a mechanical uh, process um, and mixed with colors and other types of additives. Our additive is just a 1% um, into that process. Uh, it's going to be melded in amongst that mixture uh, and then extruded out in various ways, like you said, injection molded or you know, extruding to make films and sheets and other things like that. So it's colorless. There's no, you know, again, it just blends right in. So it's not like you're going to see any sort of difference in color when it's added or anything like that. So I'm sure somebody's asked you that before. Well, that's, the, that's very important uh, in our technology is that we aren't going to be changing the other physical properties. They're so important and have been developed by everybody in their products. You know, the printability of something, the clarity of something. Right. Uh, and so it's really important that we don't mess with those, pro- those uh, physical uh, properties. And, and, and again, these are the, the pellets or the, or, or the little chips or the little beads, if you will, and it's not a spray or anything li- or a liquid. These are just so when somebody buys or, for example, like, I think I immediately go to like a Little Tykes or a Step 2 that make the, the, um, the roto, um, um, roto-molded or thermoformed, I forget what the terminology is, of the children's toys. And because I've been in those factories over the years, it's been a long time, but I remember seeing them with these big, massive molds. So basically what they would do, if I've got this right, um, they would take their resin that would make this toy bench and they would, they would basically deduct about 1% of what they were normally, normally using, drop in 1% of your additive, if you will, and then voila, I mean, it, it basically that product would eventually biodegrade, Right. Oh, that's that's absolutely correct. Uh, that's exactly what they do: is they simply replace one percent with our additive, and um, they would go through and manufacture just like they manufactured before. Incredible! You know what? And 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 I just you know again some thoughts I've got with this is um, like you said on um, or like we talked about on the on the on the intro. You're really limitless with the op- opportunities with this. And, uh, you know, before we really dig into it later down in the show about the battles that you've had with the FTC and others, 
has that been what's really been holding you back, if you will, to really and truly just kind of take the lid off of this stuff? Because this is really cutting-edge technology. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is something where we were uh, doubling and trebling sales each year until we ran into all these problems that were put forward by our competitors uh, through the various uh, agencies. And um, so it, it is a fantastic technology. And like you said, the, the applications, uh, we have it in shoes, socks, um, eating utensils, um, you know, things like yours, you know, a stand-up pouch would be a great sure. application. Every sure. type of uh, plastic product uh, can be made with our additives. And, including, and spending including things some, yeah, like this, you know the phone that you're using, or you know a, a computer casing. In other words, things that we don't think of as disposable, right. but at some point they're going to be disposed of if they aren't recycled. And that's what we're talking about with our technology. Well, and that's the one thing I, I, I from from being in this industry uh, a long time as you have. You know, there's so much of a battle that we deal with between the landfills. And between how much product goes to the landfills, and um, and that's a whole other story because we we tend to just dump stuff there, and um, we're going to eventually, or our kids are eventually going to have to deal with that um, down the road because we're running out of landfill space. You know, um, you know, it's if crazy. You if you don't mind me interjecting just a little on that, sure. Um, the first place, a lot of that loss of landfill area uh, is. Um, changed quite a bit in the last uh, 20 years ago. The, the technology at landfills is, is totally different than it used to be. And landfills are not just this dumping place anymore. You're, you're mining and taking out um, the um, gases that are produced there by the biodegradation uh, of other uh, right. hydrocarbon-type products, and you're using that as, that as renewable resource for energy, for um, lighting for heat for various other things, and um, even to make new polymers for that matter. So a landfill is a, recy- a carbon recycling uh, center now, and with our technology, it doesn't matter whether you do the direct recycling um, because it, we are, our stuff is not going to affect that. Uh, but if it does go to this more long-term recycling of a, of a landfill, it's going to obviously make it from something that just sits there forever to something that will be part of that recycling. Well, let's let's stay with that for a second because I think you raised a really good point. Um, you know, what's interesting is um, I just think of the um, – um, was it Glen Willow over there on the east side of town, which, which you know, uh, we've all gone past over the years. If anyone's been in, in the Cleveland area, it's a pretty massive landfill. And, um, and I think you're absolutely right on that – it's really, it's really evolved, and and I've always been fascinated with the um, the recycling side of things, or just being environmentally friendly. As you know, we're in the stand up pouch flexible film business, and so much of what we do are trying to convince people and companies that you know reduce how much plastic you're sending to the landfill, reduce how much plastic that you're using, and that's just as effective, if not more. Um, and, and helping the environment and getting into some of these other, you know, crazy, elaborate um, corn-based starch product, whatever it is, before we even found your additive, if you will. But what's it's interesting is that you mentioned that, because I think it, in fact, I know it ties right back to your additive. 
but one of the things I noticed was a lot of your product when you when you get when you add your additive to your to a particular product back to a step two you know bicycle or, or I'm sorry step two picnic table and when that biodegrades per se part of what you were mentioning on your website and I saw a lot of was that you really are emphasizing companies to capture that outgas. Um, that methane that comes from that because that is that renewable fuel that they could use for other things. Did I hear that right? Oh, absolutely. This is what we're talking about of the evolution of landfill technology. They yeah. are capturing that those gases. They are currently doing so. Um, we have over here in uh, uh, Perry, um, Ohio, sure. yeah. uh, there's a landfill there. And um, in from that landfill, there's a Nova Chemicals plant that gets 60% of its total energy usage from the landfill gases of, of that landfill. And there's another industry that gets, you know, landfill gas as well, so it's not just the only one. Uh, there are automobile plants that are being run off of uh, different, you know, a couple different uh, landfills so they can work against each other or whatever yeah, for pricing. Yeah, no kidding. But, but in other words, this is a whole um, technology that is coming to the fore. Um, a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, waste management companies are using the landfill gas to uh, to um, allow their their fleet of trucks uh, yeah, operate to, to their burn equipment. just off of that type thing. So this is a really great story, and uh, all we're doing is simply increasing the yield that that landfill is going to give by taking something that would be sitting there in perpetuity uh, in the same form it was and allowing it to um, be biodegraded and changed into these landfill gases. And that adds uh, about 20% to the, the yield if all the plastics at that landfill had it. It would add about 20% to the yield of that uh, landfill and therefore for this renewable energy. This is fascinating because so much of what um, I have learned just in the, in the, in the time that I've a, gotten to know you and your company, we're talking chemistry here and, and a, lot of the, a lot of these things because your, your additive is kind of, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't have the right terminology and trust me, I went to a state university so I'm not nearly as bright as um, some of these other guys out there, Bob. Um, but, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't put but that I fi- state university. <laughs> But I find um, a lot of what your additive does is literally changes the. Was it would I would I be safe to say in the chemical composition or helps it break down in a way that that so it does um, you know biodegrade. For, it, it is a chemical process that's that's happening here, right? Well, you know, absolutely it is, but it's kind of the opposite of what you're you're alluding to. Okay. Um, in other words, we're not changing that polymer at all. Just like a color, we're just laying in in amongst the molecules, all right? It's not changing those molecules by itself. But the only thing is is that what we're changing is interrelationships of microorganisms that come in contact with that when it's been disposed of. Those microorganisms, microorganisms will normally act by themselves. And what we do is create an environment where they will interact and form what we call biofilms. And these are interspecial communities of microbes. And by this relationship, they produce 
different acids and enzymes than they normally would produce. And this is what changes. This is what, in other words, the normal one that a particular bacteria produces, the normal acids and enzymes, are ineffective on these huge molecules that the polymers are. And so you have to have different acids and enzymes. And it's due to this interrelationship um, of different microbes that they produce these different acids and enzymes that are effective and can break down those huge molecules into the smaller ones that the, the microbes can more readily access with their normal acids and enzymes. And they can metabolize that hydrocarbon. Man, that is just, it, I mean, this whole thing is absolutely fascinating. Um, it, it, first of all, we're talking with Bob Sinclair, once again, folks, from ECM Biofilms. Now, Bob, to continue on here on this, on this because it's, um, we've got this, We've got a product that's that's ha- is using your additive that that helps that again. If I heard you right, it's you know your additive does nothing until it gets to the landfill because that's where it begins to kind of react to the other you know products or, or, or whatever it is the the, the 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 chemicals per se that help it break down. That I is that is that about right? Yeah, it's the actual it's the actual creatures. It's the the biota, the micro. Uh... That's organisms that, yes. that are there, bacteria, fungi, algae, other things like that. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was trying to trying to get to is is that you know nothing happens while a product that has used your additive um, is on a store shelf or anything because it's not coming in contact with those kind of microbes. It's when they get to the landfill. You guys are counting on that reaction of these microbes with your product that, or with products that have used your additives, and that's where it begins to accelerate and break down and biodegrade the actual products themselves, right? Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I like to uh, have people think of like a wood desk or something like that. Right. Um, the wood is biodegradable, all right? If you put it in the proper environment, it will biodegrade over time. But in your office, that wood's going nowhere. Now, are there microbes around it and on it and so forth? Yes, there are. But they aren't in that active um, environment such as in the ground. That's what dirt is, after all. It's it's broken up minerals, you know, the the mineral content, and you have the broken up hydrocarbons, uh, which is the organic uh, content. And that's really active stuff. It's yeah. a whole nother level. You know, it's just a whole nother level than is um, the microbes that are, you know, sitting on your desk at the, the present time or whatever. And how much of a battle, and, I, and again, I, I, I've just got to believe, because you literally are um, you know, a missionary out there with something so radically different that's out there. Um, how much of a battle has it been for you guys, battle's probably the wrong word, but I would imagine, just like you're teaching me and our listeners, um, you've got a lot of teaching and educating to do for um, your potential customers for to use this additive. Would that be a fair statement? Well, it's even more, it, it is more towards the battle that you portray. Okay, got because, it. Because, see, all the time that you're trying to educate and, and help people to understand what you're telling, technology brings forward right. you have other people they're trying with disinformation to 
put you out of business. <laughs> yes, correct. And, and that's the key. In other words, if it were just, you know, uh, if things were intellectually neutral out there and everybody right. could present their case, um, you know, that would be, that'd be fine. I, I would love that. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's a fair fight. Right. But when you have really big companies, I mean yep. huge companies, attacking you in every which way that they can, and they can do it, very well because <laughs> they've got deep pockets bob and that's the thing i i'm totally so glad we're talking this is fascinating please keep going i apologize well that, that's all i meant is is that uh we have people that are able to sway the government of yep. california yeah we have people that are able to sway the ftc the federal trade commission uh in their uh, pursuits of you know what are they going to pursue what what kind of things out there are they going to go after well they go after things that people are pushing at them to go after and whether that's right or wrong whether you know the them going after them is um you know proper uh is really not so important to these political creatures correct and that's the thing that absolutely i i read between the lines and you've done a great job of keeping people like me and others that are interested in your company and your additives um, informed because, and you've done a good job without jumping on that bandwagon of literally, you know, coming right out and saying, "Hey, you're getting blackballed." But I'll say it: you guys are getting blackballed, um, and and like you mentioned before, misinformation is is it is what it is. It's all it does is it gives you another ball and chain that you've got to battle through. You've got this cutting edge technology that has the opportunity to really and truly change things forever. And, you know, big people, big companies with big, big budgets uh, and big bucks can, can throw a whole bunch of misinformation out there and really and truly kind of delay uh, the inevitable, the inevitable. And, and I just it, it just grates at me um, that you guys have had that kind of a battle. It drives me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's and it was funny uh, to digress here for, for 30 seconds. I, I recently bought an electric car. Uh, that my daughter uses, a Volt, if you will. So it's kind of got this hybrid um, uh, engine and and also has this electrical component. Um, but anyhow, the, the thing that I found interesting was, you know, electric cars and electric technology, they've had that technology for 25 years, Bob. And, and, and they, what really was, and again, if you look back from what I'm, I'm hearing and understanding is back in the day, the big car companies were courted very heavily by the Saudis and the, the big oil uh, companies out there saying, oh, no, 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 no. Um, we're, we don't want you to come out with this electrical uh, technology. We want to continue selling you gas, of course, or oil. And, um, and, and, and don't think for one second that kind of nonsense doesn't happen uh, because, because it does. And I think you guys are, are dealing with that kind of stuff, you know, now. You've got this, this incredible technology, and yet, you know, you're, you're fighting this uphill battle of just trying to get it recognized and used and, and, and experimented with and tried. It's crazy. Yeah, and um, the industry that's come at us the hardest and with the most influence and money uh, has been one that a lot of people would think of as, as being kind of green in a way. I mean, obviously they grow things. It's the corn industry. Wow. But the corn industry is enormously powerful. Uh, sometimes I, I'm not so sure they are more powerful than the um, oil and gas industry because, after all, they push through where everybody has to use 10% ethanol in, in the yes. gas. Yes. And ethanol has no environmental 
nor does it have any energy uh, positive consequences in use in the use of it. And yet we're all forced. It's like a tax going directly to the corn Correct. growers. And so yeah. if they can if they can do that, you can imagine the pressure yeah. they can put on a small company such as us. Well, and and that's and I and I another thing as you were mentioning that I totally went right there as well because again we had this big outcry for uh, farmers, um, and in and, and a lot of cases, rightfully so, but a lot of farmers with their corn crop. But now, like you said, you know, you get the right politicians who shepherd these things and push them thing, push this through, saying, "Oh, you got to use ten percent of this, and you got to use ten percent of that," um, which, like you said, has absolutely very little, if any, benefit. Uh, um, and it's, it's God, it's fascinating. Um, but I totally see this this corn industry because they're directly connected to the politicians that are out there, and and it just drives me crazy because that's, oh, man, I uh, I could go on forever on that well, thing. Well, it's man. why the it's why the first primary or the first caucus is out in Iowa. Yes, uh, yes. I mean they are very powerful people. What about other countries? I know we're we're digressing into our great country here with the the battles and foibles of this U.S., uh, which we both love. But the point is, is other countries have you had the same kind of battles? You know, I know, um, you know, doing some research, you've got some distributors in Turkey and England and Malaysia and even Pakistan. Um, you know, what are other companies or other countries uh, like to deal with with your additives? Well, let me tell you an interesting story. We had um, our our biggest distributor, uh, our initial distributor, was over in Italy. And they were uh, pushing for laws where, in other words, people were trying to ban uh, the shopping bag, uh, right. what we call the T-shirt bag. And um, But the idea there, they were going to give them an alternative and make it biodegradable. So they said, okay, that'll be the alternative to having it um, banned altogether. Right. And so they could make the same thin bag, which has all its benefits, uh, but it's biodegradable. Well, anyways, we captured at least a third of the Italian market for that uh, before a major Italian company that makes, again, something of the starches um, changed that from being biodegradable to having to be industrial compostable which means, uh, you know, it has to go poof, it's gone, right. into the air in six months or less, which is not a good environmental fate for it. It's much better to have it go slower and over in a landfill where they capture the gases. But anyway, so they were able to change the law because, you know, that public company was owned by three of the five major banks of, of Italy. And, of course, they have enormous political influence. So they were able to change that law and make it to something that we don't fit. Uh, even though we're biodegradable, we don't go in that type of poof, it's gone you that real quick way, nor should we. Yeah, right, and, exactly. And so they made the law to fit their thing, and we lost all that market. So it's a very, very competitive um, climate out there, and obviously some companies have advantage on that. Now, that being said... We're still alive and we're still kicking. Um, and we are continuing to win these battles. Uh, you know, and, and so in the long run, I think we have the staying power to be able to, you know, to turn that tide. But well, we're going to, we're, 
we're going to help you get there. I, I got to step in real quick, Bob, because I want to take a quick break. But I want to stay with that because I think you've you, you've you really kind of opened up a can of worms in a good way because you're alive, you're kicking, you've got this incredible uh, technology, and I, I mean, I think the biggest battle is is to literally get it, you know, get it implemented, and then once once you do, we'll look back and go, I remember Bob when. Um, because this is crazy. So it's time for a quick break, Bob. Um, Stick around, folks. We're talking with Robert Sinclair from ECM Biofilms. We will be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or you could say yes, because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to David at StandUpPouches.net. That's David at StandUpPouches.net. Now back to Ditch the Box. Welcome back to Ditch the Box, ladies and gentlemen. Talking with my friend Robert Sinclair from ECM Biofilms. Bob, we are just kind of going into, you know, some of the battles that you've had. Um, you were just telling us a story about um, the battle that you had in, in Italy um, where you, you had a, a tremendous market share um, for your additive. And then, of course, poof. Uh, there it goes once you kind of run up against a buzzsaw, if you will. 
Um, has that happened in other countries or other situations like that that you, you, you want to kind of elaborate or um, do we want to kind of, do you feel like we kind of cover that topic and, and move on? I want to make sure that we give you ample time to kind of, I just, I, I want to get the word out about your additive and about your company and I really want to kind of help spread the word if we can because there's, you're, it's, you're, you're sitting on a, on a potential game changer here and I think it's fascinating. No, I, I think we've covered that concept. It, it, it's it's that way all over the world, and in some countries, uh, you know, somebody will go in with a, a suitcase of money and buy off a couple, oh, yeah. you know, officials. And yep. other places, it's it, it's other ways. But uh, you know, this is the type of thing that goes on, and you know, we have to battle it. Uh, but like you said, the key is the more we can get out there and get good customers going, and right. have them have the benefit of our technology and for their customers to feel comfortable with that, then, um, you know, it can, we can drive the momentum past these uh, hurdles that are right there now. Well, so much of, um, and I, and I hate to keep digressing back to our little world of flexible film, but, but I do, cause that's our little world, if you will. But, you know, one of the, one of the companies that was really sort of a radical, and I know you've seen it, I've seen it, of course, are the method soap people. You've got the, the hand soap. While everybody's doing the jars and the, and the plastic bottles, if you will, here comes this company out of nowhere, which really Method Soap, I believe, is a lot of private equity uh, venture capital behind it. I may be wrong, but I think that's the case. But they really went the direct polar opposite and said, you know what, we're going to package our liquid soaps in flexible film. We're, gonna, we're, we're not even going to monkey around with these hand pumps and all this other kind of stuff. The point I'm getting at is, you know, if we can find a method soap out there for you guys, if we could find a company that, that literally goes, we are, I don't care, we're going to go against the grain here and we're going to go and use this product because we are going to be radically different, you know, aka like method soap did. Um, then all of a sudden you've got this, this, this um, you know, complete polar opposite effect where people are like, whoa, wait a minute, we got to do it. We, we want that stuff too. And, um, and, and, you know, and I, and I just, A, I, I'm determined to help you get there, and I, and I want that for you guys because that's all you need to really get that break. Well, uh, absolutely. That's the kind of thing we're looking for all the time. And um, like I said, you know, your stand-up pouches are, are a great example. You know, you have uh, uh, all sorts of great benefits to it. And uh, give you another example of that. Uh, or, and, and so our technology is simply going to enhance the right. benefits that you already have. And uh, another example of that was air cushion pillow industry. Yes. Um, yep. In other words, we, we got big into that. And, um, you know, in other words, you know, these are things where they're filling the air on the line, like you have an Amazon where they're packing yep. boxes and they fill the yep. air right in the line so that you aren't transporting air all over the country. Right. And and so they have a lot, and you know, there a lot of times they're using recycled content into the film and all these various things that they're doing. And ours just gives them the extra enhancement to say, listen, at the end of life, it's environmentally friendly as well. Right. That's the key. Right. right. And, and that's such a such a great advantage to be able to really promote because a lot of times, and we've done several shows here um, where. People buy with their not only with their eyes, for example, of course, when you can see like we're talking stand up pouches or you know a method soap versus something, so people buy with their eyes. people are also statistics have shown this Bob that people buy um, when something is environmentally friendly 
um, when they can tell or there's something that's a fact that literally says this product has been um, made with a 1% additive um, from our friends at ECM Biofilms, for example, and this additive allows this product to break down in a landfill and biodegrade, um, people will, will pay for that. And that's the thing I scratch my head when I think of the, the, the struggles and the trouble you guys have gone through in order to kind of get you know, over the hump here. Um, because it's just, it's a no brainer of guys like me. Um, and like you mentioned from the very beginning, we're not talking about something that's going to, um, triple and quadruple the cost of something. You're talking about a 1% additive that is incredibly friendly, um, financially friendly, I mean, and it's not something that's going to blow somebody out of the water. No, not at all. Absolutely. In fact, with our customers that we do have in, in the industries that we have made progress in, they've had incredible uh, and dramatic increases in, in market share and so forth right. for their product. And and so, therefore, you know, again, their competitors uh, have been part of the process of, of uh, trying to shut, a, you know, our type of technology down rather than join in at this point. Of course, eventually, they probably just all have to join in. Well, eventually they're going to have to, you know, and one way or the other, they're going to, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of just, just don't give up, Bob, because I think you've got something here that's just a game changer, absolute game changer. Oh, we think so. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit. We are in this, we we, we mentioned it, you mentioned it, I did about the flexible film business, the stand-up pouch business that we're in. And now the stand-up pouch business um, deals with multiple layers of film. We may have an outside layer that's a PET and then an inside layer that may be maybe aluminum, maybe a, a foil, and then, then an innermost layer that's a um, low-density polyethylene. Now, can each of those layers be made with your additive per se so that when that, you know, again, we're talking about three different layers that have been laminated together. Will, that, will your additive work for that as that product is thrown away in a landfill, and will that biodegrade? Absolutely. Uh, that's the key, is you put the same amount in every layer. Yep. As long as you have at least 1% by weight of our additive in a layer, that layer is fully biodegradable. So obviously, you know, people say, well, can I just put it in the middle layer and not in the outer layers? Well, obviously that defeats the purpose. No, it does. They can't Correct. get to it. But as right. long as you put it in every layer, and also I see things like uh, Ziplocs on, your, on yep. different yep. packages that you have, yep. and we've uh, you know, we've worked with Ziploc type uh, companies. You know, that extrude that type of uh, closure out, and and they work with it just fine. And so, all the different parts of your your packaging uh, can be made fully biodegradable. Now, the metal content, you got to understand, that does its own. In other words, yeah, that's right. going to that's going to be left over and is going to rust. Um, <laughs> in the and then flake away oxidize, eventually, right, and, right, and right. will take care of itself. Right. But the rest of it, all the polymer, is going to be fully biodegraded uh, by the microorganisms in the landfill. What's keeping um, uh, uh, an ECM biofilms from, from being able to kind of get with a, somebody, a big integrator in our world, you know, one of these big um, you know, uh, extruders, if you will, and saying, guys, if you add 1% in this, because that's the biggest thing that we get asked probably a hundred times a month, and that's no joke. Can this biodegrade? Can this biodegrade? Can this bio? Now, now recycling is one thing, of course, as you know, recycling is different than biodegradable. Um, but 
goodness, if a, a, a big factory, a big plant would be able to um, say that our products are made with an additive that allows this to biodegrade, that would just change everything. Yeah, and so much of it we've found over the years um, is it's a, more of a pull in the industry than it is a push. Right. And you always have to have innovative companies, like you said, that soap brand and, and other right. people that, say, that pull it. They, they right. say, listen, here's what we want. And, and therefore, uh, because we have large companies uh, that you know, make the, the film and sheet and everything else that right. use our additives, but they right. don't use it, uh, you know, they don't go uh, marketing in big ways. They simply say, if somebody comes to them, then, yeah, yeah, we can do that, you know, that type of thing. So it's really a pull by, like you said, a soap company or a banana company or, a, you know, whatever the case would be, um, you know, that would pull and says, listen, this is what we want. We want not only the stand-up pouch, which we love, but we also want that to be fully biodegradable because it's not going to be recycled in that form. Just like you said, those layers can prohibit a normal recycling of that type of product. You're absolutely right, and and that's the other thing. And again, I'm talking about our industry too, which which again, just I, I scratch my head with this. Now, I can take a, um, a a a stand-up pouch that we've done for rice, for example, that's got three different layers of material. Um, it's laminated, yada yada yada. Technically, like you just hit the nail on the head, it's really and truly different. Ma- Materials. It is not, you can't really recycle that because I've got a layer of PET laminated to a layer of um, maybe foil. I got a layer of um, high density polyethylene, so there, or, or low density polyethylene. But the point is, is you can't really recycle it unless you just kind of chip it up and make it into like regrind. And whereas, like you said, if all the layers are made in a uh, closed loop is probably the wrong word, but but you know, again, a, a, a system where each layer is used with 1% of your additive, we could truly market something um, that is a biodegradable stand-up pouch. And that would be a game-changer. Yes? Well, absolutely. And, and again, this is um, the, the great part of our technology, is you made those products with three layers for reasons. Right. Right. In other words, every one of those layers has a point. <laughs> you wouldn't put it in there if you didn't right. have that point. Right. That's important to you. We don't mess with any of that. We simply enhance it. Okay. So um, we'll talk. We'll definitely talk because I definitely see us, um, you know, getting getting some trials going because I just think, you know, this is this is a no-brainer for – even a sleepy little company like us joining with a sleepy little company like ECM Biofilms, and neither of us is sleepy. I'm saying that jokingly, but um, but to be able to really try to work on something that is revolutionary, I mean, this is this is what we do, and this is what you do, and and frankly, oh my goodness, this is just a, this is crazy, unbelievable. Well, that's 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 really really cool. So let's talk about this FTC challenge, um, and this has been a how long. Had you guys been battling the FTC? I know recently they you had kind of like a uh, you had a solid victory that basically said, "Yep, these guys, what they're saying is true; it's legit." Um, but how long have you battled the FTC in um, uh, in the U.S. over the years? Well, you know, it first came up. We always thought, tell you the truth, for years and years and years, 
we thought, according to their green guides, that we were almost the poster child correct. Of, of, the, of the correct way of going out there. Right. And the, 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 of telling the truth and seeing the, the way things were. And then all of a sudden, like I said, things, are, things change because of pressure by uh, you know, their, uh, our competition through their, their politics. And um, anyways, uh, they started investing, investigating us. Uh, it's got to be at least four years ago. Yes. And we've been, so we've been dealing with that and giving them all the information. Then they have a process where you go in front of a court. But the court is actually in the FTC building. Yes. The administrative <laughs> law judge that's there. Um, so all the rulings on... You know, do we turn over names of our customers or all these things that we wouldn't want to be doing? Um, you know, we had to do. In other words, uh. every ruling went against us. But then, <laughs> the funny part was, even though every ruling went against us with that court, in the end, he believed us. He said, these guys have what they say they have. Right. And so that was fantastic. And that was back in uh, late January, early February yep. of this year. Yep. Okay, so anyways, you know, obviously the people were fighting, the commissioners, and they're, they're, you know, all the attorneys there in the FTC that are their uh, apparatchik, um, these people were upset. And so they appealed that decision. Now, who did they appeal it to? They appeal it to themselves. No. That's the system. It, it is a is a terrible system. And this is something that we as Americans uh, should... Um, you know, find a way to change uh, over the years. Because, in other words, this, here is something where you ha you force a company to expend right. enormous sums for years before they can finally get out to an independent court. And that's what we're finally doing. So, in other words, the ruling went against us on that appeal because it was the people we were fighting against. Yeah, you're, it's, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. And so, finally, now... We are able to take it out to an independent court, which is the federal courts of appeal. That's basically that. That's the next step below the Supreme Court. So that's our first opportunity to take it to an independent body is at that level. So, anyways, that's what we're doing now, and uh, we got to stay. Uh, believe it or not, the FTC—I couldn't believe it—but they did issue a stay from their own order during the pendency of the appeal. So we go ahead and we mark it as we have, tell the truth, which is that you know, the product's biodegradable, and during all this time, um, you know, that will be held, uh, their order against that would be held in abeyance until the appellate court finally uh, judges this. Now, I think the reason they did that is that it's a delay and that these people will probably be out of office, um, you know, when the change of administration comes about next year. Uh, so I think they were just delaying it till past the time when they're there. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, but anyway, so so that's the thing, and we really fully, fully believe that we're going to win that appeal because the administrative law judge saw it. Um, he saw the evidence. He yep. saw the. He heard the experts. He he could tell which ones were uh, you know uh, credible and which ones weren't. And and he said, "Listen, they have what they say they have. It right. is a biodegradable product." Man, I'll tell you, um, I really, really want to. We've only got about two minutes left in, in today's show, Bob, but I really want to 
the final one of the final questions I ask a lot of clients uh, or a lot of guests, I should say, as we wrap up a show is where do you see you guys in the next three to five years? And I'm going to step in here and give this to you. I see this being an absolute on its ear um, game changer. And, and I'm telling you, Bob, I want nothing more um, for that for you guys. You guys deserve it. You guys have battled it. Um, this is the great underdog story. Um, you're a Rocky, um, modern day Rocky, and and, and I, my, by God, I'm telling you, you guys are gonna gonna revolutionize this industry. Incredible. I thank you so much for that. Uh, you know, we we feel we've been fighting a real uphill battle, but we do feel at this point that we're gonna prevail in the end, and yep. that uh, you know we'll come out the other side in, in a much happier place. Absolutely. And Bob, I really want you to come back and share with us over the, you know, the next six months, next year, um, because everything is going to be, you've, you've got your, you've got it. You, you got what it is. You're not talking about pipe dreams here. You've, you've really got something that's going to take you to the next level. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to speak with you on this. Yeah, and uh, folks, if you're interested in more information, uh, www.ecmbiofilms.com or 888-220-2792. Bob Sinclair, this has been a blast, bud. I can't wait for you to come back and tell us how many uh, victories you've had because you've, you've had your battles. You deserve the good stuff too, pal. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I Happy look forward to coming Bob. back. Happy you got New it, buddy. Thanks, Bye-bye. pal. See you, bud. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You've got a great product, and it's now on the store shelves at all the major big box retailers. So, what's the problem? You are getting squeezed. Cost reductions are demanded from the retailers, and they are not letting up. So, what are you going to do? You can give in and watch your margins disappear, and hope you can make them up with other clients or with other products. You can say no, and watch the retailers make deals with your competitors. Or, you could say yes because you've discovered a way to increase your margins and even get lost margins back. At StandUpPouches.net, we live and breathe flexible retail packaging. We have factories that can run as few as 5,000 pieces and scale to millions without any change in quality. We are ISO 9000 and ISO 14000 approved and offer complete supply chain solutions using our Ohio warehouse. Your retail packaging is the voice of your brand. Don't use inferior packaging. Choose packaging that not only protects, but keeps products fresher for longer while building your brand. To learn more, visit us at www.standuppouches.net or call us at 866-440-2123. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinak. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now back to Ditch the Box. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our final shortened segment of the Ditch the Box radio show. Um, I just wanted to kind of go into the final final segment here. I know we've done a little show about the best of over the years, but as we wrap up this year, I know uh, in particular as we near towards the end or get towards the end of 2015, um, I just want to make sure we spend some time just kind of looking back um, over some of our past guests. We had an earlier show that was really a best of, but I'm just doing a high level, um, you know, highlight, if you will, of some of our great guests and and, and our past guest. Uh, Bob Sinclair from ECM was fascinating. Um, we've had such a, it, it's so enlightening um, to, to be uh, working with a client or working or, or having a guest that, that has a technology that truly is cutting edge and it's truly um, has the potential to just rock this, uh, this industry. And I believe, I firmly believe we're going to be hearing a lot more from ECM Biofilms over the next couple of years because they're going to they're going to change the way the industry works but um but looking back over 2015 I just want to make sure that we highlight and thank a lot of our guests that we had on the show Jason Wong is a dear friend and he's kind of now he's with HFM Food Service in Hawaii but Jason is also a good buddy and he used to be at Roland Foods and we also had Gary Bowen from Shannon Packaging Gary shared a lot of information and insight about the flexible film business, barrier film business, using different types of layers or different layers of film together. Another really cool show, and please go back and listen. These are on our archives. Stephanie Huang, one of the biggest questions or most asked questions are, how do you seal flexible film? And Stephanie Wang was with Sealer Sales, and she's got a whole lineup of different products that um, that seal stand-up pouches and flexible film, etc. Kevin Lamar and Art Johansson, two different shows, but Kevin Lamar, just a really, really cool guy marketing a product that's um, that's made specifically from from bison. He really shared with us a lot about the bison industry. Art Johansson about the folding carton and the different industries around the folding carton, stand-up pouch, point of purchase. Displays had a lot of time. It was interesting in July. Had a lot of time. It seemed to be July was the cannabis month. Had several guests from George Campbell with American Green, Rebecca O'Connor with Pinnacle Consultation, talking a lot about the cannabis, medical marijuana, recreational marijuana industry. That those shows have just gone through the roof. One of the um, in August we kind of parlayed that into a. We really kind of segued into more of a traditional show format where we had a couple of um, really cool stories. Encore Foods, which is a great story, again, totally cutting-edge company that's kind of importing some really cool products from overseas, marketing them here in the U.S. and beyond. We had Amy with Three Paws and Kevin Cohen with Fannie Mae and Harry London. That is a very, very 
cutting edge, up and coming. Well, I shouldn't say cutting edge. They are, or up and coming is the wrong word, but basically they've been around for about a hundred years, but they're making what they're doing now and how they're marketing the products and they're, um, and even changing the packaging is very cutting edge. And, and that was just a really, really good show. You know, one of the really good highlights, I had the opportunity to really work with a couple of buddies from the industry. Owen Blevins is, uh, is a, a really, really, really dear friend uh, and he's he is a major or the managing partner I should say at Focus Inbound and uh, just a solid solid guy and Andrew Cousin joined us twice last year he's a real international packaging entrepreneur that that really knows his stuff not only about the flexible film business, but he knows about marketing. He knows about um, you know those cutting edge tools that, or different types of ways to get to get people's attention. And and it's just such a cool. It was such a cool story to have him. It was such a popular show, and and uh, it was just great. So anyhow, folks, as we wrap up 2015, I wanted to make sure that we focused a little bit on thanking our guests, um, thanking you, our listeners, for joining us and listening in. Just a couple of uh, uh, pieces of paperwork here as we wrap up. Our show is starting at January 6th. Our show moves to the 4 p.m. Eastern time slot on Voice of America. We're going to be on the Variety Channel, which is cool. So starting at January 6th, our time moves from 3 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Look for some information on that. And, um, And until next time, folks, I would like to thank our producer, my producer, Jamie Berling, Executive producer Winston, Winnie Price at Voice America, and as always, you, the listeners. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember, it's your product. Package of property. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box. We're live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join David Marinak for another great show next week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.